that you are supported and loved in that next step. Let me pray one more time, and we're going to finish up the series mixtape. This is the last episode, y'all. We're wrapping it up today. Nine episodes. I think that's the longest series I've ever done here. Nine episodes of mixtape. I hope it's been a blessing to you. Let's pray one more time and finish it up. Lord, we thank you for being who you are. We thank you for blessing us. And I pray as we look at your word today that you would speak to us, that you would change us, that our hearts would be melted before you, and that we would respond to the call on our life today. And that next step that needs to be made for some who just need to accept you, some who need to respond to what you're asking them to do, I pray that they will make that next step and they will be filled with your power to do it and achieve it. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. Amen. So we are in the book of Luke. That's the, that's the chapter I've been walking this whole series through, the book of Luke. And hopefully you got a chance to get one of those really neat uh, scripture journal Bibles that we uh, enjoy. And so we're going to go to the last few verses of the book of Luke. And it's really hard to go through a book because it's just so much. And we've been trying to do our best at our locker room, or excuse me, our weight room on Tuesday night, which is this week is our last one too. And so we've been doing our best to try to put in the pieces that we haven't seen. But we're going to finish this up. And my title today is Crossfaders. Crossfaders. And I want to tell you what that means in just a second. But we'll start here uh, at verse 41. This is what Jesus says in the NLT. He's kind of wrapping things up. We're picking it up after Jesus is raised from the dead, the resurrection. He's meeting with his disciples. The Bible says here in verse 41, Jesus says this. When I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of, the, of Moses and the prophets in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. I wish I had time to preach that, but can I just encourage some of you who are new, kind of new to the Bible, that Jesus promises to open your mind to understand. Don't get stuck. Don't feel frustrated. That it is a process that when you begin to read and study the Bible, that Jesus promises, I'm going to help you. I'm going to make you understand it. Why would he not want you to understand that something he wrote to you? He wants to make it clear to you. And he said, yes, it is written long ago that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise from the dead on the third day. It was also written that this message will be proclaimed in the authority of his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. It's a pretty tough place to start because Jerusalem was the place where they just killed Jesus. Jerusalem was the place that there was just a bunch of controversy. Jerusalem is the place where you used to kick it before you gave your life to God. Jerusalem is the club that you used to be at maybe even last night. And God is saying, I want you to go back with a new mission and a new place. I want you to go back to the place of conflict that you left. And I want them to see your change. I want them to see how different it is once you've been with the resurrected king. So there is forgiveness of all sins who repent. This is the message. There's forgiveness. That should be good news. Anybody in need of forgiveness? 
I, I'm out of here. Every man in here, you need, look, you need forgiveness of stuff you did. Your wife ain't even told you yet. You need forgiveness. You don't even know you did it. So I'm, yes, I need it. Forgiveness for all is for, for of sins who all, all who repent. Repent just simply means to change directions. It just simply means to turn around. You're headed this direction. Repentance is go this direction. My mom would encourage me all the time with, to repent. And she had a special friend that was made of leather to remind me to repent. And now I will send you the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power. Here's where we're going to rest on these last couple verses. Then Jesus led them to Bethany. This would be where you maybe have heard of the Mount of Olives. Kind of led them up to Badger Mountain. And lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. So here is what is called the ascension of Jesus. This is Jesus ascending to heaven. He is bidding farewell. He is blessing them, and they are watching him go to heaven. In fact, the Bible teaches us that Jesus himself says, the same way I leave is the same way I'm going to come. Do you know that the second coming of Jesus will not be a secret? Jesus doesn't need to surprise anybody. He doesn't need to sneak up on anybody. He doesn't need to snatch any don't you realize that when Jesus comes again, like the whole earth is going to know he came. Like the whole earth is going to be like, oh, snap. Right? The creator is here. Like that's how it's going to be. You know how it is when somebody comes home. They're home. Right? Jesus don't need to sneak up on anybody. So Jesus was blessing them. He was taken to heaven. So they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy and they spent all of their time in the temple praising God they spent all of their time in the temple praising God we're gonna spend some time on those verses this whole entire series what I've been trying to teach you is that God has something to say now think about it everybody else has something to say and what everybody else has to say, they think it's really important. They put it on their Facebook, on their Instagram, whatever social media outlet they use, whatever politician, whatever public figure, whatever, uh, whatever person that owns a business, everybody feels like they have something to say and that it's important. But God has something to say. And he's not just, I said it. Y'all look it up and find it. God is still speaking. And he's still speaking into this world, into this nation, and into our own experience. God still has something to say. That's what this whole series has been about. And Jesus is the man. Jesus was the statement that God wanted to make. They had confused who God was. And Jesus was, showed up to show everybody. Jesus said it this way. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And again, there is no Old Testament, New Testament God. There isn't this old, mean, Old Testament God who just killed people and did stuff like that. There, there is this the same God. It's the same God. You don't hear all of the story. 
what the Lord has given us in scripture is what he's given us. But Jesus came to present. I'm the same thing. If you see me, you understand who I am and who the Father is in me. So I've got something to say. And so what I want to teach today, the subject I want to talk to you about today, is I really want to just bring this home to you. And I want to make this statement to you. That God is trying to get you to transition and be in sync. He's trying to get you to transition and be in sync. What we just read was a transitional moment from Jesus transitioning from his earthly ministry to his ministry in heaven. The Bible teaches us that he is now the high priest in heaven. He is working out the rest of salvation. He is judging. He's going through the books. He's figuring out a way that everyone can be saved. He is doing that work. And he transitioned so that his church, that's you and I, can do the work that he was doing while he was here. You still with me? Jesus already took care of salvation. That's his job. But the ministry of healing and proclaiming what he told his, his, his followers right there, that go back to Jerusalem, tell them that there's forgiveness for them, that the repentance of sin will give them repentance forgiveness that's what the message is that's the mission that's behind the movement that's the music that we hear in our ears that there is forgiveness for those who repent and so the work that the church needs to do Jesus hands it off and he transitions to a different ministry and so in this transition he wants his people to be in sync and that's the same thing that God wants for you. He wants you in the transition to transition and be in sync with him. What am I talking about? See, he, there are some things when you meet God or you start or begin a relationship with God that God begins to say, okay, now we need to start over. We need to start talking about some things and I need to introduce you to some things that I do and what my uh, project is and where, where I'm coming from and I want to help you transition to do things my way because my way is the best way for you and so what does that transition look like he wants to transition from his words from your words excuse me to his words the things that you say the words that you use like I can't do it this is too much this is too hard for me I'm never going to be able to. Nobody's going to let me. God's like, no, let's, let's start to begin to transition to my words. Let's start to learn a new language to speak according to my word. Let's transition that. What about your thoughts? God's like, you know, the thoughts that you're thinking, they're not getting you anywhere. Let's, let's kind of transition here to get in sync with what I think. Let's transition those thoughts. Let's transition those ideas. Let's transition that lifestyle. Got real quiet in here. Because your lifestyle is not going to take you where I'm trying to take you. There was the uh, NBA or NFL draft uh, this week. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where there's a lot of people who, who want to make it into the NFL. Uh, but there's a lifestyle that needs to change if you're going to play at any professional sport, right? 
Like you can't be up on Fortnite, you know, eating Oreos and stuff like that's not going to work. And God is saying, I'm trying to take you to another level in another league, but your lifestyle is not going to work at that level. So we need to get you, we need to get some things in sync and we need to get some things adjusted and transitioned. What about your preferences? God's like, you got some preferences, some things that you like, but that's not what I like. Some things you love to do that you feel is your privilege. It's your preference. God's like, actually, that doesn't work in my economy. That kind of attitude doesn't fit. And so preferences, I have a big list here, but I'll just, just tell you what they are. Preferences, your patterns, your concerns, what you're concerned about isn't what God's concerned about. Your agenda, here's a big one, your schedule. God says one day out the week is called Sabbath. It is my day that I have built for you because I know how crazy you are and I know you'll keep working until you run yourself to the ground. And you won't stop, you won't rest, you won't spend any time with your family if I don't say, this is my time, and on my time, we do what I do. So every week, there's a day of the week called Sabbath that God says, let's change your schedule. And let's tell everybody, no, I'm not a slave. No, I don't need to come into work because this is my day with God. And this is the day God told me to give you the two-piece, right? the peace sign, and say, I'll be back. Watch this, refreshed when I come back. I think I write a new, uh, interpret the scripture a little differently and said that man shall not live on coffee alone. Right? Anyway, okay, so he's trying to get, he's trying to get us on his rhythm. He's trying to get us in sync. And this is what I love about hip-hop culture because there's a person in the band that not everybody sees right we talked about the MC we talked about the one in front right we talked about the hype man right but there's somebody else that's crucial to hip-hop anybody know what I'm talking about the mix master I like that we would call him the DJ now how many of you have ever tried have you ever tried a turntable before? Anybody ever seen one before? I, I tried that before. Back in the day, my friend, he, he actually was a real DJ. I mean, like, you know, turntable scratching. And uh, he was teaching me how to scratch. And what's interesting is there's something on. So you have two records, right? This is how they used to do it. I think they still do it now, but it's digital. Two records, one here, one there. And you would have one beat on one side, and you have another beat or another music on the other side. And then right in the middle, you had this button. Anybody know what this button was called? It's called the crossfader or the fader. And you would literally switch from one side to the other. And then while you're playing this beat, you take this record off, and you put the other one on, and you switch to that beat. And you take this one off. and You, you, don't, you don't know what I'm talking about? Okay, I'm going to show you. Watch. I'm going to the back. I'm pulling up my turntables. You think I'm playing? Good morning. Watch this. I'm going to show you how we do this, y'all. Okay. It's going to take me a second. I'm going to show you how we do this. Okay. I want to make sure this. Okay. Okay. Where did... Okay. Let me go. Now, see, I'm sorry. This might take a second, but it's okay. Okay. Wait a minute now. Where'd it go? What's it going to the left? I lost it. 
Where did it go? Exactly. Did you see where it went? Oh, I know what it's doing. Oh, man. It's going on. The, I know it's going on the, on the TV on the screen, so we'll do it like this. There we go. All right, here we go. It's going to take a second because I messed it up. Oh, there it is. Thank you. Okay, here we go. I thought there would be an easier way to do this, but there isn't. Okay, are y'all with me? Is it turned up? Okay, let's do this. Thank you, Google, for inventing this. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, hey, hold on. Y'all, it's Fab Five Freddy, direct from New York City. Today we're celebrating one of the most important innovations in hip hop music, the break. Okay, hold on. Okay, I got it now. Yep, okay, I got you. Can you guys see this? All right, you see my crossfader? So, I got one record on this side. You hear that? Come on, turn it up. There we go. All right, here's the other side. That's them together. All right. Crossfade. Now, what you can do is, I'm going to hit this record right here, and I'm going to go to my chest. All right. Let's get another song out here. All right, let's go with this. I'm making a point here, y'all. Okay. Let's load it up. Let's see if it's playing. Ooh, that was smooth. That was smooth. Okay, going back to the middle. Crossfade. Ooh, yeah, back to the beat. Uh-huh. Now let's put them together. Okay? All right. This is God's beat. Right? He's, he's, he's running the fader, and we over here. So what God wants is us to move together. Right? Now, sometimes we stop playing, and we get off. Okay, put your hands together for DJ Doggy Dog. I don't know. I don't got a DJ name. Okay, see, I took a lot of time to show you that. I didn't have time to bring a real turntable up here. I can't really afford one. But see, Jesus has his thoughts his beat, his rhythm, his timing, his thing on one side, and we, you got my point, right? He wants to put us in sync so that we're at the same place. And I love what Jesus did, is Jesus is transitioning his ministry to transition it to the church. He wants them to put it together. And I simply call that the crossfade. It's the place where God transitions us. And here's the thing. We often have a hard time with transition. We have a lot of problems with crossfades. 
because we have a lot of a hard time when we leave one place and go to another place from where we used to be and where we used to live to where God wants us to be and what I love about the scripture what it's teaching us is that Jesus was a master at the crossfader notice that they just witnessed the crucifixion notice they just witnessed a disastrous moment then they witnessed the resurrection of Jesus and his people are not shook I'm sure they're a little fearful but they're not running crazy because Jesus transitions them well we don't often transition very well a lot of us are still hanging on to people our old lives our old way of thinking our own really our own agendas because we have not learned how to crossfade how to transition and I love what Jesus is teaching us see look at verse 50 to 51 look what the Bible says then Jesus led them led them to Bethany lifting up his hands to heaven he blessed them verse 51 while he was blessing them he left them and was taken up to heaven see when Jesus crossfaded when he transitioned he left people blessed he left people blessed here's my question how do you feel when you leave the people in your life's presence do you feel blessed do you feel uplifted do you feel better because if you don't you got the wrong people because Jesus transitioned them. While he was transitioning, transitioning them, he was blessing them. He was putting his hands on them. They were in a position to be blessed, but it was his decision. I'm not going to leave you until I bless you. Here's my question. When you leave, when you transition from whatever God is transitioning you to, to get you in sync with him, are people, are you leaving people blessed? Think about those transitions when you're getting home dad are you coming home from work to the home are, are people feeling blessed what about you mom are, are they blessed what about you uh, teenager high school student like what's the deal are people feeling uneasy are they feeling blessed Jesus teaches us that when we leave people when we transition from whatever it is that we bless people I don't know about you I want to be in a position where I am blessing others I don't know about you but I want people to feel blessed I want to take the time have something to put on my hands and say I'm blessing you you are blessed you want to listen I want you to feel blessed even though I leave look there's some people you're gonna to need to leave there's some places you're going to need to leave but you don't leave with an attitude you don't leave with bitterness you don't leave uh, conceited you leave with a blessing you say you know what I love you but I can't stay here I love you but I'm trying to get in sync with God and the records you keep wanting to play I can't play that side anymore I got to go into here I got to switch it up but let me leave you with a blessing look what Jesus does here in the next verse uh, because I've decided to be a blessing look at verse 24 52 the people left the Bible says so they worshiped him they returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy the people left Jesus presence not only blessed but they left with joy 
They left excited. They left remembering what had just happened. They left and said, man, we just saw the Savior risen. We just saw him filled with power. He made promises to us. We know. We saw what happened. He, he, we left with joy. People need to leave with joy in our presence. Not stressed out, not mad, not wondering, not feeling beat up, but feeling, what happens when you leave your job? What happens when you leave the classroom? People ought to feel like, man, it was good to sit by them. Man, I really enjoyed talking to them. I really enjoyed being in their presence because there's something on the inside that the world can't give you. It's a joy that only Jesus gives you. It's a joy that only comes from knowing that there's something better on the other side of this life. And I've got a promise that says some things might upset me, but I still got joy. Things may not go right. It may look bad, but I still got joy. These people went back to Jerusalem joyful. There were people there who were upset. There were people there who didn't believe Jesus was risen. There were just people there that left God and left everything. But they came back with joy. They came back with a decision to say, I'm going to leave this experience today and returning with joy and worship. Last one in verse 24, Jesus says, or the Bible says, they spent all of their time in the temple praising God. Here, this is why. Because they understood what just happened. They understood that Jesus was transitioning from an earthly ministry to a heavenly ministry. They understood that Jesus was going to finish something, but he wasn't going to leave them by themselves. He was going to send them the promise of the Holy Spirit to them. They understood the transition. Let me put it this way. So you can leave. <laughs> you can leave certain things. You can transition certain places and you can know and be clear that the people knew what your mission was. See, when you're serving God, you can be on that deathbed and you can, you know what? I can transition out and it can be clear that the people knew what I was about. I can leave this moment. I can let my kids go off to college knowing that I'm, they're transitioning now to adulthood. But you know what? They knew what I was about. They understood what they was. They didn't understand it then, but they knew why I gave them chores. They knew why I didn't let them hang out with their friends. They got down the road and they said, anybody just got down the road and said, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad, for teaching me. I knew what this was about now. There was no miss understanding. Here's the problem. When you're not in sync with God, people are leaving your presence and they don't know what just happened. They don't know what happened. They heard you say something, but they don't really know what just happened because you don't really know what just happened. You're just living life and there are people who are depending on you who are confused when they leave your presence. Can I just be honest with you? I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to cut you down, but I'm not trying to withhold the truth. I'm trying to help encourage you to know that God wants to get you in sync. Because here's the truth. You're not always going to be there. 
and they're not always going to be there. But when they transition or you transition, it's going to be clear. He was here to help me. She loved me. I'm not, listen, listen, husband. Sometimes you leave your wife confused. Because they don't understand what just happened. Because there's hurt and there's pain and there's brokenness in here that you haven't dealt with and it shows up. And they're sitting there, I don't know what just happened. I'm, I'm feeling this in the spirit. I'm pushing men right now. I'm feeling very confident about this right now, this moment. There's some men in here who need to hear this. And you can look away from me or you can listen to me. It's your choice. But I'm, I'm not telling you something you told me. I'm telling something I know as a man. I'm talking about the father up in here who wonders, did that exchange, did it confuse them? Did it make sense? Why did that trigger that response? Oh, that's right. I never grew up. I'm trying to be the dad. I never grew up watching. And so maybe that response wasn't the best response. But what I love about Jesus is he says, that's okay, son. Let's take that record off the turntable. And let me get you a new record. And let me put it on here. And let me get you in sync. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn your side off for a while. And I'm just going to let my beat play. And then I'm going to switch it back. And then we're going to be in sync. Jesus left them. And all they could do was praise God. All they could do was go to the church. Because they came to church not for other people. They came to church to worship God because they understood what just happened. Bible said they went to church. You know what that means? They said, I've got time for God. Here's the good news. You came today because you decided I've got time for God. And God says, good, because you got time for me, I got more than enough time for you. And today I'm going to bless you. Today I'm going to, you're going to leave blessed. You're going to leave with joy. You're going to leave with understanding. You're going to leave with peace. You're going to leave with a plan. You're going to leave with an answer. You're going to leave revived. You're going to leave restored. You're going to leave healed. You're going to leave better because you decided I came to be with you. I came to give you my time because you deserve it. You deserve it. Look, if I came for you, if, if I came to church because it was a job, this wouldn't be a church. I'm just telling you, it wouldn't be. It'd be something else. But I come to church because I, I say, God, I got time for you. I got time for you. I'm going to come here and I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to worship and I'm going to praise you because I know that you're cross-fading my pain and you're cross-fading to my joy. Did you hear the metaphor in there? It was a cross-fade. Jesus went from the cross to heaven. Jesus went from the place of affliction to the place of triumph.
He went from the place of humiliation to the place of praise. Jesus cross-faded from his pain to his prominence and he didn't apologize for it. And everyone knew that when they left him, when they saw him leave, they said, I have nothing to worry about. My prayer for you this afternoon, church, is that you would walk out those doors and you would leave the presence of God in here and you would know there's nothing to worry about. I can go back to my house. I can go back to my job. I can go back to this relationship. And I know that God is sending help to me. He's sending promise to me. He has not given up on me because I've decided to build my life on him. 